Welcome to Living Water Radio. How do we continue to do the right thing when so many are indifferent? Today we're going to talk about perseverance and its foundation in the steadfast love of God. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. What if 2020 were a musical? Don't laugh, stranger things have happened. What if it were? Would we be tapping our feet and singing the tunes? Or would we be disgusted and demanding our money back? I was in a musical once. My mom, who was a wonderful singer, asked me to be in our community theater production of The Sound of Music when I was in high school. I was Ralph Gruber. The Sound of Music is the story of the Von Trapp family singers fleeing over the mountains of Austria to avoid Nat. Nazi capture during World War II and escape. Are we ready to flee over the mountains or the foothills or the deserts, the prairies, the farms, the freeways, etc., to escape something? Are we done with it? Do we see the wearing of masks, social distancing, keeping our hands clean, not touching our face, avoiding crowds as something evil? Have we taken that route? I see people doing that all the time. They're tired of the pandemic or It seems too big, so they're just acting like it isn't there. They have decided that it's the government or a political party or a conspiracy promoting fear, and they won't consider any alternative explanations. They see the damage done. They don't care about others. They don't care about themselves. They're sick of it, and they just don't care. They have fled from their responsibilities. It used to be said that when Jesus said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, the assumption there is that a healthy person loves themselves. But I don't think Jesus meant that we should put ourselves at the center of our lives. I think that he was saying that we should love others as if they were at the center of our lives. That's why he said loving others as we love ourselves was the second commandment to the first. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your strength. If God is at the center of our lives, we will love our neighbors as ourselves. It's similar to the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It means a life of service to others. Maybe people are just getting what's been called compassion fatigue. Of course, you have to show compassion before you can claim fatigue, or as it's been said, you can't burn out until you catch on fire. How do we defeat despair and catch on fire? How do we receive the unextinguishable fire of the Holy Spirit? We are at a point in the coronavirus pandemic where the curve is bending down. It's still high, but bending down. There is generally positive news regarding the outbreak in Florida, Arizona, and California, but infections among children are up 40% in the last half of July, and 100,000 children contracted the coronavirus in the last two weeks in the United States. 
Weekly deaths have nearly doubled in California since last spring and are setting records after being in decline at the end of June. Suburban and rural areas that have been spared up until now are seeing growing numbers of cases. Things seemed to be getting better, but we saw light at the end of the tunnel and it turned out to be an oncoming freight train. Sure, that can be discouraging. It can be difficult to pick up and keep trying when things seem to be getting worse, not better. We have a lot of lizards around our house this year, or as I call them, our dragons. I was doing yard work yesterday, and I walked by a trash container that I used to haul leaves and branches and things, and I noticed that inside was a little baby lizard that had fallen into the container and couldn't get out. I think that a lot of people feel that way, too. Trapped. It's been said that nostalgia isn't what it used to be. (laughs) Once we become adults, we all seem to long for an idealized past. We idealize the old days, my day, or back in the day, because that was the time when we were young, when there were more days in front of us than behind us, when anything seemed possible. It's tempting to think that those days are gone when we've only had some discouragements and maybe even failures. Quitting the struggle to make things better when it gets confusing or hard is not an alternative. Deciding not to care and looking out only for ourselves and our own interests is not an option for us. We are called to be people of integrity, caring for those near and far as witness to the love of the one true living God that has reformed us from within to do what is right in God's eyes. We are called to get up and follow Jesus, our hope and our strength, who was so concentrated in prayer the night before he was killed that he sweated blood. He prayed, My Father, if it is possible, let the cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Kurt Vonnegut, author of Slaughterhouse-Five, Cat's Cradle, and other works of post-World War II fiction, had gotten an often rough and burned-out literary voice in his time of writing. I read several of his books in college, and one, a collection of shorter stories of his life, he tells how he was invited to speak before a gathering of the American Academy of Arts and Letters and the National Institute of Arts and Letters, both extremely prestigious. He had to submit a copy of the speech in advance. On the day of his speech, he said he was seasick with dread. He was seated on stage between a famous old architect and the president of the academy. He told the architect how nervous he was. The architect responded by telling him, in a voice that the president could hear, that the president had already read the speech and had detested it. Kurt Vonnegut reminded him that he still had to deliver the detestable speech, and the president replied that it didn't matter that the gathered dignitaries would be listening to his wouldn't be listening to his speech anyway that they would be looking at the way he held himself and the tone of his voice to see if he was an honest man how do we live as honest people as people of integrity how do we keep trying when we fail when we know we are at the same time both saint and sinner how do we get up and do what is right In Paul's letter to the Galatians, the sixth chapter beginning at the ninth verse, he writes, So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, 
let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. We don't give up on others because God has not given up on us. How do we receive the fire of the Holy Spirit? Through water. Through the nourishing and transforming streams of living water that is a metaphor for the Holy Spirit in both the Old and New Testaments, we live victoriously. As the psalmist writes in Psalm 136, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. O give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who spread out the earth on the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling for racial equality and for those who protect and serve. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at, at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same address and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.